Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Caussade, S.J. Book 2, Chapter 1, Section 2. The Most Perfect Way. In this state, the soul is guided by the divine action through every kind of obscurity. When the soul is moved by the divine influence, it forsakes all works, practices, methods, means, books, ideas, and spiritual persons in order to be guided by God alone by abandoning itself to that moving power which becomes the sole source of its perfection. It remains in his hands like all the saints, understanding that the divine action alone can guide it in the right path, and that if it were to seek other means, it would inevitably go astray in that unknown country which God compels it to traverse. It is therefore the action of God that guides and conducts souls by ways which it alone understands. It is with these souls, like the changes of the wind. The direction is only known in the present moment, and the effects follow their causes by the will of God, which is only explained by these effects, because it acts in these souls and makes them act either by hidden, undoubted instincts or by the duties of their state. This is all the spirituality they know. These are their visions and revelations. This is the whole of their wisdom and counsel, insomuch that nothing is ever wanting to them. Faith makes them certain that what they do is well, whether they read, speak, or right. And if they take counsel, it is only to be able to distinguish more clearly the divine action. All this is laid down for them, and they receive it like the rest, beholding beneath these things the divine motive power, and not fastening on the things presented, but using or leaving them always leaning by faith on the infallible, unruffled, immutable, and ever-efficacious action of God at each moment. This they perceive and enjoy in all things, the least as well as the greatest, for it is entirely at their service at every moment. Thus they make use of things, not because they have any confidence in them, or for their own sake, but in submission to the divine ordinance and to that interior operation which, even under contrary appearances, they discover with equal facility and certitude. Their life, therefore, is spent not in investigations or desires, weariness or sighs, but in a settled assurance of being in the most perfect way. Every state of body or soul 
and whatever happens interiorly or exteriorly, as revealed at each moment to these souls, is to them the fullness of the divine action and the fullness of their joy. Created things are to them nothing but misery and dearth. The only true and just measure is in the working of the divine action. Thus, if it takes away thoughts, words, books, food, persons, health, even life itself, it is exactly the same as if it did the contrary. The soul loves the divine action and finds it equally sanctifying under whatever shape it presents itself. It does not reason about the way it acts. It suffices for its approval that whatever comes is from this source. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, Apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's very instructive to think about this second section in comparison with St. Mother Teresa. One time, St. Mother Teresa was asked about a speech she was giving and about a letter that she was writing. And she says, I don't exactly know what I'm saying, but I know it's the truth. I don't exactly know what I'm saying, but I know it's the truth. Mother Teresa is a incredible extreme example of what Father de Cossard is describing, of the state in which God lives in the soul in which the soul is no longer moving itself except in response to the divine action, the movement of the Holy Spirit within. And Mother Teresa had this settled assurance of being in the most perfect way. But she didn't fully know at times why what she was saying was true. She knew she was in the hands of God, but she didn't have any books, really, words, persons, thoughts. Nothing could seem to help her. She was in this incredible darkness, this incredible difficulty. I'm talking about after she founded the Missionaries of Charity. Several years after she founded them, all the consolations, all the light seemed to go out as God more and more became the sole source of her action. Okay, that's how Mother lived last part of her life. Why then did she also have all these priests? We have letters. She had these spiritual directors. She would consult them. She would talk to them. Well, 
Father de Cassard gives us a clue that they are only consulted to help her distinguish more clearly the divine action. So it's true that in many cases, guides cannot help people in this state. But if they are consulted, and sometimes they need to be, it's so that they might more clearly distinguish the divine action. In other ways, Mother Teresa deeply wanted to follow God's will. She even took a vow to only do what was presented to her as the most perfect action. She wanted to do at every, in every instance what was going to give God more glory. And so when she consulted these priests, it was to discern more clearly, to distinguish which direction God was leading her. Because she said, pray for me that I don't ruin God's work. She wanted it to be God's work. Now, in talking about Mother Teresa in this way, are we supposed to be discouraged? No. Because she is an example of what God can do in a soul. And remember, this state in which God lives in the soul is not like only one way of being. Okay? It's not as though you're either Mother Teresa or you're not at all in this state. No, this state in which the soul is abandoned to divine providence, it grows. Okay? And there are degrees of abandonment. And, but what it's leading us to, what it can lead us to, is the joy of Mother Teresa. Do you see the joy she had in this state of abandonment? It's really incredible. In other words, we should not be scared by God leading us along this path. And we should not think we've made a bad mistake if God begins to lead us down this path. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.